0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Pivot Points Podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Matt Dugan. I'm the founder of Pivot Studios. You're tuning into Episode 9 here. I'm alongside Bennett Chamberlain in San Francisco right now. How you doing, Bennett? I'm doing well, Matt. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good. As we know, my uh, company is based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So just hanging around here. Pretty cool. We got Panthers, Jets coming up this weekend. Because when I moved here, covid was kind of just you couldn't go to games or anything like that so I'll be hyped to go to my first like Panthers game since I moved here but other than that yeah just rocking and rolling here with Pivot Studios stuff how about yourself man that's
1: that's awesome you know are would you say you're now a Panthers fan now that you've moved to uh South Carolina or North Carolina
0: yeah yeah, definitely. So I am I've never really been a diehard fan of anything except Orioles baseball, which sucks for any baseball fans out there. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. But other than that, I've always been a Miami Heat fan since I was a little kid for basketball. But other than that, I never really had a, a football team. Obviously being from Virginia Beach and going to Virginia Tech, you know, Redskins was kind of the thing. But definitely moving here has has made me become not only a Panthers fan, but a Hornets fan as well. So yeah, I definitely say that
1: along with the new season that's got to be that's got to be hype
0: yeah it'll be cool i'm like a five minute walk from the uh from the stadium so you know just have some couple beers with the guys and then be able to just walk to the stadium so never really been able to do that so that'll be a pretty cool experience
1: very nice so now to pivot points um i actually just heard about my good friend who got a grant from uh, the Canadian Institute of Arts. Okay. And he now has a radio show out of Montreal called Webbed Feet. And cool. they, they are doing something really cool. You know, they are being paid to put out episodes highlighting particular artists, uh, Canadian artists, and then exploring... The the web of sound that surrounds them and who they've worked with and what their music is similar to. And it's a really nice mixture of music as well as commentary and background and interviews with these artists and um, just about their work.
0: Cool. Um, so... How does that work? Because I know radio, so you said it's a radio show. They got a grant. So are they live on the air? Is it like a Sirius XM radio or is it just public live radio? I, I, I'm i curious. So I do believe they actually have a radio station in Canada.
1: and oh, nice. the, But you see the only way to listen to it over here is by going to their website. And they actually have a really great interactive website. That shows you a visual web of artists surrounding the one they are highlighting, as well feed, as, I'm guessing, of course, yeah, yeah, as well as an interactive playback feature for uh, these these radio shows. Where if you check your phone and you check the website as you're listening, it will show you the song and the artist that you're listening to and their bio and it's constantly updating to just give you a little background on who and what you're listening to. And and I think this is this is a really cool project that
0: definitely has some some more room to grow. Awesome. I, I
1: definitely suggest all of our listeners go check that out.
0: Yeah, it sounds yeah, I mean that sounds really cool. That's the that's the first I'm hearing about this. Again, that's webbed feet uh, what'd you say Radio. Webbed feet
1: and you can find them at webbedfeetradio.ca.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's something that Pivot could help them out with getting more, you know, maybe a, a audience maybe in, in the U.S. or something like that too down the line. Because right now I'm, I'm working with a, a Canadian company who is, uh, you know, hopefully going to be a potential prospect. We're, we're working out our deal right now, but they work on migrating individuals to places that may be more exotic. So they were trying to start a podcast. So that'd be cool, you know, cause I know they're Canadian. So that's something that I have always they, been interested they, in because radio waves can't come here, right? Sorry not to interrupt, but you were saying mm-hmm. the website is how us listeners can listen to them right now. I
1: think people in, uh, you know, close by the border can listen. I think it's, you just have to be within proximity and, I'm actually not sure if it's actually on the radio up there, but it's definitely on their website. You know, I've been listening and following these episodes uh, as my good friend has been putting them out. And they're really killing it over there and highlighting some cool artists with cool music. And as they grow, they're only going to be interviewing cooler and cooler artists and, you know, growing this web so that you can explore how all of these artists are interconnected
0: nice yeah that's awesome That that's a really cool project uh, i'm i'm really into music as, as i know you or yourself and different art and artists and things like that so definitely a really cool project of of giving light to you know people that are really good at their their gifts so yeah be sure to check them out they'll be they'll be linked in the, in the bottom of the description here so uh yeah maybe we'll get one of them on the podcast at uh, at some point but but yeah, pivoting uh, pivoting points yet again. There's been a lot of talk going on in the world with the legalization and medical use, and you know even some more therapists are getting into it. Um, I think psychedelic mushrooms are pretty big talk I've seen. So, Bennett, I, I was curious. I know you have been interested in the subject, the science behind it, how it can be used medically. You know, I've I've heard that it can be use for, you know, helping with anxiety, PTSD, not only, you know, while you take the drug, but you take it and then it seems that the long-term effects after the drug seem to be beneficial. So just wanted to pick your brain about that, Bennett. I am so glad you brought
1: this up. This has been on the forefront of my mind all week. And it comes after learning about this theory, the stoned ape theory, which maybe some of our listeners have heard of before. And that, that stoned ape theory is basically that mushrooms helped us evolve our consciousness and that it's been in a radically short period of time that our brain has doubled in capacity. So the stoned ape theory was first theorized by Paul Stamets, who's very decorated in the field and has dedicated his whole life to studying fungi and um, the, the nootropic effects and the cognitive enhancing effects of psilocybin mushrooms. And what he's actually come up with is a, a stack together that I've become very interested in called the Stemetz stack, which is a combination of psilocybin mushrooms lion's mane, and niacin, and, you know, only in a very small dose, uh, and I think it's taken a couple days on, a couple days off, but there's been a lot of research that shows that psilocybin mushrooms have the capacity to really cure, has great, uh, Benefits in treating clinical problems, um, you know, clinical debilitating issues with uh, with people's health, and you know, it's it's kind of it's still just a theory, obviously, you know, but there's a lot of strong supporting evidence to this theory, this stone ape theory, and not only that, that uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Has these great effects that really what he thinks is that it will lead to a a next level of consciousness among the entire human race if we can can all take it there. And I I, I really do believe that psilocybin mushrooms could do that. You know, you hear of all this evidence and all this evidence that you know it actually helps you actually generate new brain cells as well as in, in mice this has been studied where it actually decreases the amount of of plaque there's there's some kind of plaque that you know builds up in our brains which uh breaks down breaks down our neurons um and it's actually thought that this plaque that psilocybin actually helps reduce is potentially a treatment for Alzheimer's um, and a way, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of really great information around this. And the fact that uh, Stamets has studied this his whole life and there's a lot of, uh, you know, supporting evidence to his theory that it, it can, it can help with PTSD, anxiety and depression. And it really, what it does is, how I understand it is that it you know rewires your brain and basically your left and right hemispheres are connected by your abdullah oblongata and what psilocybin does is it scrambles the connections in your Abdulla oblongata. So you're thinking and connecting different parts of the left and right hemispheres of your brain like you never have before. Right. And and that's that's this, this really enlightening. This in, enlightening that side Lord. effect, you know, he swears by, and you know, I I am excited to see this get more attention, get off of a, you know an FDA Schedule One list, and actually be be tested on humans. I really do think there is a huge potential here, especially with. The way he's doing it and creating a drug, mixing it with lion's mane and niacin for their other benefits, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna link this article, this great great article, in the description of this podcast so that you guys can read for yourself because obviously I'm no expert. I think this has a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I I know it's it's been decriminalized in in a decent amount of states some are just cities i know like colorado or it's utah i believe i'm look yeah oregon actually is the first us state to both decriminalize and also legalize it for therapeutic use and so what i thought was really cool kind of going off of what you said is you know you have these individuals that are depressed have anxiety and they are Prescribe certain medications to to you know alleviate this or help or or make it manageable. And with those prescription medical or those prescriptions, uh, you know they have to take those on, on a daily basis. And some of those side effects, I've I've talked to friends that take them. They make them feel nothing, and and they really don't. And it makes them feel worse or just feel too numb. And so. The great thing with, with mushrooms that I found and I've battled a little bit with, with anxiety and, you know, I have close friends that have taken their lives and dealt with very deep depressional as you have as well, Bennett. So I'm I'm by no means saying I'm an expert, but just like you are, very interested in the subject and how it can help people. And with with what I what I what I've read is it takes about two doses of, you know, these the psilocybin mushrooms and it it can show you know very strong positive effects for someone with depression or pdsd and what's great about that is they go to a therapist or someone and do this mushroom therapy after a couple times and hopefully the, the effects are great and the ongoing effects and they don't have to take mushrooms every single day to help with uh, you know whatever they might be dealing with mentally it's it's these you know doses every once in a while that help after you've taken them so that's what I found so interesting is that you can get to a state where you can take this this drug that or not not even a drug it, it's just I, you know, a medicine of some sort, a a we, yeah. we don't know enough about so it. Yeah, the, so this, I think this, it's just the stack
1: the stack is not a drug yet, but he says that the best results come from this stack that's essentially like microdosing, which is like taking just a very, very, very small amount. Yeah. You barely yeah. you barely feel it. It doesn't have st- uh, apparently, it doesn't really have a. I can't say it doesn't have a psychoactive effect, but it's got a very subtle effect, and you're very put together. And apparently, apparently that is you know how it should be used, and obviously there's a risk of it being abused if this you know were to become legal, but I really do believe that it's the same risk that people take um, when they get anxiety medication. Or or antidepressants. And I do believe that those antidepressants and anxiety medications are palliative in nature where they're only curing your symptoms and not the root cause
0: like you said, it getting abused, that's the case with, with any drug. Like you were saying, there there's an opioid epidemic that stems from the you know prescription of these opioids medication like Oxycontin and things like that. So, yeah, you know, there are these yeah. there are arguments to be made that this is still a very powerful, but it's, it, even yeah. proven that it's
1: not addictive. Psilocybin is not addictive in nature, and that has been studied fairly well. And but I'm I mean, anything
0: damage. that alters alters your mind. I would say for anyone, it has it the alters, potential
1: for abuse. Of course yeah,
0: anything that alters your like mind. What, yeah, because like even what was it? What was the big thing? You have to um get fucking you, you have to get id for for cough medicine or Robitussin and that stuff. That stuff can be abused. It, I got um I wasn't feeling too well last week and I got the hard cold and flu for like nighttime, daytime, and I had to get ID'd and on the receipt it said you know stop teen cough medicine abuse. so so anything you put out there that has the potential can be abused, but this thing right. the the, the positive from it outweighs it so much
1: i I would a hundred percent agree with you the positive outweighs the risk I think ten to one because imagine a society that has reached the next level of consciousness, so to speak, and you know we can really propel ourselves forward with unprecedented innovation and it's it's really something that has shown to give people more empathy and more courage and these are these are traits that we don't have right now we walk past homeless people left and right in every city we go to and don't bat an eye i i do think that it can make us reevaluate our priorities and awaken a, a next level of consciousness within our society that propels us to further heights.
0: Definitely. And and I mean, I just, I agree with that so much, Bennett. What you're saying is, because you, I, I think going back to the prescription drugs like maybe Xanax or Vicodin or Oxycontin, Vicodin and Oxycontin more for pain, but let's say Xanax, for example, which is supposed to help with depression. Like you were saying, these medications are meant to make it more manageable they're meant to make it a little numb they're meant to make it kind of go away but it's not really helping you know cure it like okay you feel this way let's let's make it end no it should be okay you feel this way why do you feel this way what's going on let's let's understand you and with the drug addicts on the on the street you look at them like Oh, they're a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what they've been through. What if, what if, you know, you don't know what they dealt with? Maybe they were a fucking, maybe there are some people on the streets like that one NBA player they found. Maybe he was a SEAL that saw some shit that fucked them up so bad. Maybe he was sexually abused five times by his father or something. Like, you it, people try to numb it and put it away with these drugs. But I think this, not only this drug, but the understanding that you, understanding the root and how you can help them moving forward, not just put a stop to something and make you feel yeah. nothing
1: and 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 that's the other thing and the, the, the last point I want to make on this is that the drugs that have the most risk of being abused are the ones that cure symptoms and don't cure the root cause and that I don't believe is what psilocybin mushrooms are so I I do think this is something we should look into and you know, be more open to as a nation and hopefully worldwide, because I, I do believe in its power. I do believe it should at the very least be studied much more extensively as a potential cure or treatment to a lot of clinical issues that people have.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, we we got to talk about this again. You know, we're not experts. We, Ben, I know you find it interesting. So do I, and how it can help people. So probably wrap wrap this up until next time, unless you had some ending points for this episode of Pivot Points.
1: Well, uh, I just like to tell everyone I will be including the a, a great article on the Stemet Stack in the description, and it's got a lot of valuable information there that you can look into yourself and fact check and, you know, get get to learn more about this space because I definitely see it, you know, growing as an industry at a rapid pace.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I definitely see it getting bigger. Um, some states have already, you know, legalized it for medical use. Some have decriminalized it. So, you know, it's only going to become more and more and and you know the talk of everything so excited to talk about that more be sure to also uh check out the website we're going to put in the description of bennett's buddy's new radio show webfeetradio.ca i believe it was that'll be linked Mm -hmm. at the bottom other than that thanks for tuning in guys and we'll see you next time